Back in on the drive, Carrington here, Sean here, BK here. We are joined in studio by the Plaid Prince, the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. He is also the co-captain of Operation Optimism. Sean is the captain. And you are also... I, I don't know about that. The co-captain of the Darwin Thompson hype train. I mean, that I will you agree to. You might have to duel with Sean. You might have like a Hunger Games scenario on who the leader of that pack I'll is. I'll ride the D train all day, but I'm, I'm not getting on the uh, Optimism bandwagon. <laughs> You sure you, want to, you sure you want to do that? I mean, you can. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know it's we bad whenever BK says pause. Around here. Whenever BK says pause, that's when you know you said some very egregious things. <laughs> uh, I want to play this for you. This is Andy Reid. He is talking about the role of Spencer Ware, which would mean a diminished role, once again, for you two's favorite player aside from Patrick Mahomes. He knows the offense, so it's not – he doesn't have to learn. He doesn't have to go through that whole thing, Irby. So he can come in, and it looks like he's in pretty good shape. So I mean, he hasn't played football, but he's in pretty good shape. So you know, it's, it's important that he practices hard and does all that. And then we'll see. You know, we'll see at the end of the week how, how it fits in. He's not going to be your starter and Boom. go out and play every down. That's not what he's doing, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how it all works out. Sean, if I set the over-under on carries at, for Darwin Thompson at – Three and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? It keeps going down. Yeah. It was, this was like 10, 24 hours no, on ago. No, on Monday you said it nine and a half. And then we got the Spencer Ware news, and he said it yesterday, I think, at five and a half. We're down to what do you want to know now? Three, Three and, and a half. half. <sighs> uh, he, ba- barely over. He's getting four. I'm hammering the over. I think he's going to get a bunch of carries. Even with the Spencer Ware news. What's a bunch? Define a bunch. I just want to know what a bunch of carries for Darwin Thompson is. Seven? Six to 11. I said at the beginning of the week he was going to get, like, what I, I say? I got kind of excited. What I say? You said he was going to get 15. Again, that was before this news came out, and that was after we saw him against the Raiders. He like, was never going to get that, though. I mean, Pete just said, what would you say, Pete? 6 to 11. You guys, because you guys are the conductor of the train. No, it's because he you deserves an opportunity. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, deserving an opportunity and then giving him the opportunity are two different things. If he gets 11 carries, he will have the most carries in the game. How many other guys have to fail before him to get an actual shot? Like, we've seen Damian. We've seen Darrell. We've seen LaShawn McCoy. We saw Carlos Hyde in the preseason. They signed some dude I never heard of. They just went out and got Spencer Ware. Like, how many other dudes get a crack at it before we get a chance to see our guy? I felt like in this game. Another body, another one. Spencer Ware. That's a, so you, you, you know the answer. I felt like in this past game, and I understand it was garbage time. I understand the Raiders you know, were done. But the Chiefs still needed yardage to ice the game. I just haven't felt like at any time this year consistently, even for like a big stretch of a game, the Chiefs needed yardage and could get it freely on the ground like they did this past week. And for what it's worth, I mean, it was it was the rookie and, and, and Andy through the healthy scratch and through putting the ball in other players' hands and not giving him opportunities has basically proven through his actions that LaShawn McCoy is not the guy. You can understand why. And you have a guy that just came in off the street. I understand he's been here. I understand he's been in this offensive scheme. But I I think it's fairly obvious to me your best running back right now is the rookie. So what's the plan with Spencer Ware? Just a good insurance policy? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Join me and ride the D train. I'll ride the D train all day. That's right. Um, Do I have to buy a ticket? I don't know how that type of thing works. His nickname. 
Darwin's you, you played it. You can't play it. And then you know that Sean was going to bite. Come on, Dad. Come on. You, you, you set him up for You're that. supposed to just leave it. Sean, be, you, you dangled that big ass worm you, in front of me and didn't you think get, I was biting? Sean, you get your blue chews. We'll, we'll have a nice time. <laughs> Chew it and do it, Pete. Chew no, it and do it. I, here's what his nickname's D Train for what it's worth. And, and he says because he likes to be the conductor of his life. That's the reference. Anyway. But yes, I, I think that Darwin. For me, right now, based upon what I saw last game, he's been better. That was a better uh, – I understand it was a quarter. That was a better quarter than you've seen from any running back in a long time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sean, I just – Pete, I just want to understand <laughs> why we spend more time talking about a player who has 16 carries than Sammy Watkins. I Don't, just want to – somebody help me understand this. I understand. Because I, I hear what you guys are saying, and you guys been – You guys. You both, watched the game last You guys year. both have been pounding the table for him to get an opportunity. Every single week, the Chiefs basically tell us they're not going to give Darwin Thompson that opportunity this season. I'm not saying they're right. never going to give him the opportunity, but Sean came in here all excited. See, I told you. They signed a running back. The, the moment that our show ended, they signed a running back. Well, I think that's more because they don't want to just have two running backs. I don't get the feeling that Damian and Daryl are going to be available, so you need to have a third running back. You. If you want to put a, a small wager on it, I wager that Spencer Ware has more carries on Sunday than Darwin Thompson. That's such a crapshoot. It's so hard. Like, that's one of the toughest bets in sports right now. Which running back is going to lead the team in carries? Is anybody going to touch it double-digit times? Like, you just never know each week. I know that it's not Darwin Thompson. I don't know about that, man. Because I have 13 games of evidence to suggest that it's not going to be Darwin Thompson. Yeah, but Damian wasn't injured. Daryl wasn't injured. It took half the season for LaShawn McCoy to find himself in the doghouse, and we finally got Darwin Thompson an opportunity, and he scored a touchdown and did something on the drive Pete was referring to that I didn't know they could do. I'll give you the same bet. I'll bet both of you if you you want. What do you want, a Chipotle burrito? If that's what you want to do. I'm in. You want to do a Chipotle burrito? Let's do it. Lock it in. Do you guys know how many snaps Darwin Thompson had coming into this week? On the season, for the entire season, ahead, how many BK. snaps Hit do you think Darwin it was about Thompson five, It was prior. about three to five a game. I don't know the exact number. It was 22. At some point, it's not going to be about the first those. 12 weeks. But at some man. point, it's not going to be about that or what you're talking about. Maybe one day he is going to be good, two, three years down the line. Can he be good or can he be the best answer at running back for the last four games of this season and the playoffs? Pete, at this point, it's not a marathon. It's a sprint, and I think he's going to at least get the opportunity on Sunday. They've been riding this carousel all year. I mean, it's not like it's been one guy and then all of a sudden Darwin comes in and has a nice stretch. It's been LaShawn McCoy. It's been Damian Williams when he comes back. It stretches. It's been Daryl Williams. It's been let's try and find out whoever works. Finally, you hand the ball off 11 times last week, and the guy's able to get yardage and scores a touchdown. Again, I understand it's the end of the game, but you're trying to ice the game. I, I, I don't think that John Gruden is going to coach his team to, to stop playing, and I understand what was happening. But at the same time, you saw it. I mean, I you were watching the game, C-Dot. I was watching it. Did a running back this year make you feel like Darwin Thompson or give you the confidence that, okay, because he, he's elusive enough to pick up yardage, tough yardage this year, then that stretch? I don't I don't think that's the case. When also, Oakland knew it was coming, like, yeah, it was the end of the game, but Oakland, exactly. knew, Oakland knew you were going to turn around and hand the ball off, and you had success with that. Like, that drive is something. Chiefs had a lot of drives this season. None of them look like that one. I mean this in all seriousness. I love both of you guys. I can't talk anymore about a drive in which a team was up 30 points more than we've done. We've we've dissected that drive more than we've dissected any other drive so far. There have not been they a lot of good up, things to talk about with the Chiefs running back. 30 backs. points, and they were running the football to run the clock out. We've been... Has, have you ever felt this? What are y'all talking because about? Because you know what would have happened if that was Damian Williams? He would have averaged 1.5 <laughs> yards per carry, and the Chiefs would have punted. If it was Darley, probably would have got injured. If it was LaShawn McCoy, he probably would have fumbled. The good thing was we saw my guy and Pete's guy, Darwin, take the ball down the field, double-digit carries, yeah. and end up in the end zone. 
Plenty of room right here on the D train. I'm, a, I'm okay. No thanks. Right now we're talking. I'll ride the D train all day. <laughs> Getting very uncomfortable, Pete. <laughs> right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He's the editor in chief of Airhead Pride. Pete, are, are you picking them this week? Oh, man, this is a tough game. I you got this, Pete. He's about I to dance. You. you can feel it. I believe you in got you. You can pick them. Shoes on right now. That You're offense, definitely about to dance. A defense that's come around. You believe in this team? Are you picking them? I don't know yet. I, I'm still, <laughs> Brady's watch. I don't know what to do in this game. I don't know what to do in this There's game. There's no Gronk. Okay, let, let's start with this then. What are you unsure about? Right, I, let's have therapy here. What are you unsure about? So it is Wednesday. You are the editor-in-chief yeah. of the second most popular Chiefs website on the internet, aside right. from Chiefs.com. If you look at the numbers, there are some days we beat Chiefs.com. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> that was a, the most humble brag I've ever heard in my entire you. life. I'm just telling I mean, you the truth. some days we're with more people I've seen here. both numbers. I've had both numbers in my hands. <laughs> I've seen the SB Nation numbers. Arrowhead Pride gets a lot of views. No, they do. They do. I'm on there every day. What what are you hesitating on on making a decision on who's going to win this game? So I think the Patriots offer the best D in the NFL. Like I don't think I'd want a different defense. Packers. I'll ride the D train all day. Who? It's a lot a lot of D being thrown around here. I don't think you can. I, don't know I if really I don't can say that. What happened here? Button. I don't know if I can say that. I, I had to hit the dumb one. That was on me. My bad. I was wild in there for a second. I take full responsibility. Y'all are nasty. I was out of control. I like the Patriots defense better than any defense in the league, I think. I think that, right? And here you have the Chiefs offense, and this isn't a popular take, and I saw the replies to BK the other day, but Patrick Mahomes quietly is in the worst few games of his career and the offense for what it's worth doesn't feel great right now how much of that though is circumstantial the fact they played in mexico city and he was just coming back from the week before and then they played in that windy game and travis kelsey drops everything thrown his way like how much of it's pat opposed to all the other things sean has his cape on for mahomes if you missed it no, yeah. but there's been a lot of stuff that's happened I mean, there have been throws this like there have been throws that have been off. Uh, Mahomes, he lo- he does look slightly fearful to step up in the pocket. Are you concerned? Sammy whatsoever? Watkins is invisible. Does Patrick Mahomes give you any concern whatsoever on any level? A, a, a small percentage. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. But again, you're. I'm just telling you what's a, what's a fact. He's in the worst few games in a row of his career and you're facing the best defense in the league in one of the hardest places to play in the history of the National Football League. Like, if that doesn't give you pause, like, what are you watching? That's how I feel. It sounds like you and I are on the same page, at least in this individual game. Like, you don't have to be Bill Belichick or some great defensive mind to know exactly how the Patriots are going to try to defend the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to try to double-team Tyreek Hill and make it where he can't get the big play over the top. They're probably going to put Gilmore on Travis Kelsey, and they're going to and they're going to roll the dice that Sammy Watkins can't beat you, or McCole Hardman can't beat you, or Demarcus Robinson can't beat you, and that you can't run the football effectively. The thing is, there's probably about five players on the team. If you can get one or two of those guys to play well, this is probably a game you can win. If you can get Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, if you can get the any of those receivers, you probably got a chance to win this game because there's no way to me that Hill or Kelsey both have great days. Maybe one of them, right. no chance that both of them play well. It's all about two, I think, third and fourth options sometimes with the New England Patriots because you're right. They do take away a lot of your 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 best talent on the team. And so if Hill and, and Kelsey are locked up, I mean, you got to have a better day from Sammy Watkins than we've seen in a while. I think there's a reason to believe, like, McCole Hardman touches the ball a little bit more in this game. I mean, with his yards per reception that – 
is is better than most of the team. I I I think there's reason to think okay, let's get Hardman involved. Maybe they they don't see this type of thing coming. Bill Belichick always says beat me, you know, with your third or fourth option. This is the perfect game for a guy. I know you don't like want to say this for like Spencer Ware, Darwin Thompson or McCole Hardman who's been pretty good. What's happened to all those other wide receiving options? Cuz you mentioned McCole Hardman, he had his moment in the sun. Same thing with Byron Pringle, DeMarcus Robinson, hell Sammy Watkins had that 200-yard three touchdown game. Yeah. And since Tyree Kill's been back, it's been Tyree Kill, and that's it as far as Chiefs wide receivers. I don't know if Sammy's right again. It's just is come on. He, he uh, isn't this just Sammy? Like, can we just say this is Sammy? Well, I think in the beginning of the year he truly was healthy, and now it's just the same deal. Where I don't know how banged up he is. You know, Pete, that's kind of that how first I feel. game was the exception to the rule when it comes to Sammy. Not the agreed. rest of the season. The rest agreed. Of, what you've seen the last month and a half, two months, where he hasn't gotten in the end zone and averages one point five catches per game. That's the Sammy Watkins. I feel like that's like, what he is. Like in between plays, I'm not sure when he's going to look good and when he's going to look bad. Like there are plays during right. a game where it's like, oh man, he just came up lame. Like he's going to be done for the rest of the game. And he comes back in and has an amazing play, and then three plays later, he looks terrible yeah. again. It's weird. And I don't want to call him out because you don't know what's going through a player's head. You don't know the details of it. But I remember it was either the preseason or training camp early on in the year where. He kind of in jest told a story where I was, he was like, yeah, I wasn't really running during practice and Patrick Mahomes had to get on me. <laughs> and it's like criminal. Does he take plays off? I, like, I you know, and, and because you know, for all that money and for what we've seen him able to do, like you mentioned that first game and, and, and what you've seen on individual plays, his ability to get away from defenders. Like, Why is he so invisible so often? I want to go back to something that Sean said, and I think that Chiefs fans maybe don't want to admit this. The Lions showed the NFL the blueprint on how to defend the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think teams have been daring the other guys on the team to beat them one-on-one in man coverage, and they can't. Because think about it. All those good games that you're talking about happened before the Lions game. Right. And then after the Lions game, remember, Kelsey said, we got to figure out how to beat man coverage. Since then, that's what teams have been doing. Teams have been playing press man coverage against everybody not named Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and daring them to beat you, and they can't beat you consistently. Now, I mean, Hardman can make a play, and he's, I'm not saying they haven't done anything since then, but I think the Lions showed the NFL the rest of the blueprint, and just teams had to stop being afraid to actually try it. And and, and a complete lack of running the football and an ability to do so has hurt them greatly. I know we, I don't want to get back into the running backs, but that aspect of not having that has hurt them greatly. I Two agree. games ago, Patrick Mahomes, who this year had a dislocated right knee, was your leading rusher. Ha- that makes you one-dimensional. That's not good. You know what I mean? And so they're missing that running back, and and I don't blame the Chiefs. I've always said this. I don't blame the Chiefs for getting rid of Kareem Hunt, but there is no answer right now at that position. That is a problem. Pete, the shovel is out. There's a pile of dirt. You've got an option. Do you want to take that shovel, pick up some of that dirt, and throw it on the New England Patriots yet? You know, both teams have their flaws, right? And so usually in the NFL, when you feel even about a team, you go with the home team. And so that's why, like, I I hate to say it, like in this game, I'm slightly leaning New England because they're home. They always perform at home. I'm not a traitor. I look at Tom Brady, and we how many times do we have to do this? But isn't this different? Like, doesn't the entire team and Brady look we've worse said, and more vulnerable than they ever have? We've said, isn't it different before? I Until they lose in the playoffs 
for two seasons in a row. And Tom Brady says, this is it, I'm done. He's going to be 77 years old coming out in one of those maybe those rascal wheelchairs. We're going to be like, damn it, Tom Brady's going to beat us again, isn't he? I Listen, I don't think it's impossible the Chiefs win, but if I haven't forced to pick, I just it's hard for me to pick the Chiefs in this game. I feel like this is the most conflicted you've been this season aside from the Vikings game. Like, you and I talk a lot on the air, off the air about the Chiefs right. and the NFL. You've sighed 17 times here in 15 minutes. I feel like this is the most conflicted you've been about a win. Because I, 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 maybe I'm reading it wrong. Right. I think you look at the Patriots and notice how vulnerable they are. Right. But the logic of the last 15 years will not let you pick a team to go into Foxborough in December and leave with a win. Yeah, and that's it. And and what's what's preventing me from saying, and I, I try to stay unbiased as possible with this, what's preventing me from saying um, the Patriots are just going to roll over the Chiefs, they're at home, they got Brady, is that I've seen Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes gets up for games, and I just think he's going to get up for this one. And I doubt that was what part of the reason I asked him today about Tom Brady. This could be the last chance he has to beat Brady. I mean, he joked and said, oh, I've thought that for several years and everything like that, but... Um, I just think in the back of his mind, I mean, you only get so many chances to beat the greatest of all time when he's 44 years old. This could be it. And so I think he gets up for this game, and that's confusing me. Pete, I'm curious what you think about this. I think this game, this one individual game, this next 60 minutes, are the difference between us viewing the Kansas City Chiefs as a legitimate Super Bowl contender or looking at them as the same Chiefs team we've seen for 20 years. They'll win 11 games. They will have beaten a lot of teams that they were supposed to beat. But ultimately, in the second round of the playoffs, they are going to lose to a team that just was better than them throughout the course of the regular season. Yeah, this is the last game of the season that the Chiefs should have a chance at losing. The rest of the games you should take care of. And so this is going to be how you think of the team ahead of the playoffs. If I... I think these games really matter and and give you confidence in the play. Like I think you really have to believe you're in yourself in the, in in the playoffs. And if you lose this game against the Patriots, and even if you win the last three against the Bears, the Broncos, and the Chargers, do you really truly in your heart of hearts believe in yourself? Can you grind out a win when the margin of error is going to be so small in the NFL playoffs? I just don't know if the Chiefs could lose in Foxborough and then rebound enough to beat three really good teams and have that that self confidence matters in football it's all you know it's it's cliche but it's a game of inches i would love to see them get this win to have that confidence i just feel like at least people nationally some people locally are probably going to do it too the same way that we look at other team schedules and then ask well who'd you beat when you played good teams you lost mm-hmm. i think that people outside of kansas city are going to do that same thing for the chiefs like if they don't win this game aside from the minnesota game it man, that Baltimore win was a long time ago. That's that a different people, team. Yeah, that, that, that people are going to look at. Well, you lost to Green Bay. You lost to Indianapolis. You lost to Houston. You lost to New England. Like people are really going to play the who'd you beat card of the last two months. So even if this team quote unquote gets hot and they win seven of their last eight, people are going to say, well, whenever you play legitimate playoff teams, you lost. Right. Like if in a weird twilight zone we were we had the college football playoff for the nfl wouldn't we be saying right now well who did the chiefs beat you know they're kind of out of it Mm -hmm. that's i agree with that and 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 so you could say similar things about the patriots i know i saw a stat this morning that was interesting where they're eight and no against less than 500 teams and two and two against winning teams and so they got a little bit of that going on too at the end of the day you know not to be eric b enemy but this is a game the chiefs need pete it's my favorite time oh gosh 
It's rapid fire questions with Pete Sweeney time. Text line 69306. If you got a random question to ask Pete Sweeney about football or otherwise, we will ask it to him. Text line 69306. Pete, how much money did you spend on Black Friday? I didn't spend a dime. I, I I didn't I wasn't really in the market for a TV. I got a good TV. I I was trying. I'm in money saving mode. I got a lot of Christmas presents to buy. I was smart smart this year. Do you have cable? I have PlayStation View is what I use. Can you help Sean get his situation? See, that's what I've he never even heard. I never, don't even know what that is. There's like 15. It's like cable. There's got to be 20. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I bet there's 20 different ways to get a quote-unquote version of cable these days. No, there are. Just give me the damn old school plug the actual cable wire into my television set and give me a guide. That's you, so much to you ask You have the for. old school cable? This point, I got nothing. I'm watching things on my cell phone. <laughs> oh god! I'm because streaming I don't on my cell phone. Understand how Sean is like? Just give me traditional cable. They still sell it, my friend. Yeah, it's two hundred dollars a month. Okay, well, I'd rather fight to try to find the free streaming services. <laughs> All right. Text line six nine three zero six. What's the worst Christmas present you've ever gotten? The worst Christmas present. I probably socks. I mean, just like everybody else, where your mom is trying to dress you in like a certain way, and you you get dress clothes or your grandmother or something like that. No, I once Sean, gave my I, I girl. I can't wait to hear this. Answer. I once gave my girl. You know the answer to this. I gave no, her. No, what's the worst one you've got? Not the one that you've given away. What is the worst Christmas gift that you have received? I can't tell the story about buying the girl a dog toy. That We've heard squeak, that. Squeak, squeak. I, I, I don't want to hear that story anymore. I'm over it. My dad got me a couple of years ago. I think he went to Spencer Gifts. That place still exists. Mm-hmm. And he got me a neon Playboy bunny light. And he told me the entire Sounds night. Like he's like. something you would love. It's, that's the <laughs> dumbest thing. I, I know. I'm a 30-something-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. You it sounds like kid cuisine. you would very much enjoy. <laughs> no. Do you not eat kid, kid cuisine? I re-gifted it. I don't <laughs> own it anymore. Text line 69306. Do you think the Bears and Chiefs get flexed out? Oh, my gosh. I hope so. I hope <laughs> I hope they get flexed. I love noon games, so I, I, I'm hoping that does. I, I think there's a possibility. If you look at the schedule, we don't know who protects what, but there's an Eagles, I believe it's Eagles and Cowboys game that you might see. Oh, that's getting flexed for sure. Yeah. Text line 69306. Why don't the Chiefs give the ball to Anthony Sherman more in short yardage situations? <laughs> That's a good question. If you would have given Anthony Sherman the ball instead of Patrick Mahomes, you would have had him for the whole year. P, you were dumbfounded by that question. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> question. I have no idea. I don't, you have a fullback no on the clue. roster, and he and he's pretty good at special teams, but they never hand him the ball. They never hand him the ball in, in those situations, which is crazy to me because he's pretty good at picking up yardage. I remember the Anthony Sherman game, which was like week seventeen game that Pat Mahomes started. He had that wheel route touchdown last year, week one. What uh, do you think Honey Badger has been worth the money? I do, and not you know if not if just if you look at his play, but I think what he's been able to do for Juan Thornhill. I don't think that's just coach speak and and player speak. I think Juan Thornhill's coming on a lot faster because of that guidance from 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 Matthew. I don't I don't know if he's as good right now without him. Pete, Pete, how big, Juan Thornhill, Pete. How big is the gap between Baltimore and the Chiefs and Patriots right now? I like Baltimore better than the Chiefs and the Patriots right now. I, I, I just like the hot team. I mean, that that could change you know, in three weeks if they're not playing as well. But how do you not like – like if you're betting right now, say the playoffs start tomorrow, are you betting on anyone but Baltimore? I mean, have you ever asked yourself in a moment of clarity the last couple of weeks, how in the hell did the Chiefs beat Baltimore the last two times they played them? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It, it, it's it, 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 Mahomes is to Lamar Jackson as like M- M- Brady is to Mahomes in a sense. Can't beat him. Are you more worried about the offense against the Patriots' defense or the Chiefs' defense against the Patriots' offense? 
definitely the first. Uh, the offense versus the defense. I just don't think the Chiefs' offense is playing as good as they have before. And and I, I like I said, I really love the Patriots' defense, and especially Bill Belichick, and, and what he's able to do as far as game planning and then mid-game adjustments. Even I, I, he's the best. He's the best. Do you still think the Chiefs can get the two seed? It's going to be a stretch. Sean's the only one holding on to the dream. Well, if they beat the Patriots, there's three games. I don't think it's impossible. I don't. It's not impossible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it. I mean, I I don't think it's impossible. I wouldn't bet it. Sean, what odds would you have to get to bet on the Chiefs to get the two seed? It's probably less than twenty percent. I mean, they'd have to run the table, (laughs) and basically, the Patriots have to lose to the Chiefs and probably lose to the Bills. So it's not likely to happen, but it could. No, it certainly could happen. I just want to know what odds would you have to get to put a hundred dollars. I'll tell you this much: if they don't win this game then it's technically over. Like, then it's done. Then it's actually over. Then you can't win it. So, at that point, you're just talking about either three or the four seed. So, if they win this game, there's still at least on the table a lot to play for. I I feel like they need to scrap this playoff system. It's a mess right now. That's the side BK's on. Cowboys about to go seven and nine, host a playoff Division winners should get get into the playoffs, no doubt. You shouldn't get a home game if you're nine and seven and there's a 13-1 team. I hope you have that argument whenever Buffalo wins more games than Kansas City. <laughs> right? <laughs> this game shouldn't be played here. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> this, should the Chiefs, according to 538, have a 10% chance of getting the bye? A 10%. So you're saying there's a chance. I just want to point out that I asked Sean what would he need to bet on it. He, I mean, hotline blink danced his way out of that one. That was that was a good day. I'm not putting my money on it. <laughs> that was a chance. Oh, pass. my money? No, I'm good. Say, you've asked every guest we've had, but I asked you about it. Nah, I mean, come on now. It's not even realistic. All right, the P-Train's leaving. That is our guy, Pete Sweeney. He is with Arrowhead Pride. He is the editor-in-chief, and he has an amazing beer. Pete, I, I would say thank you for coming on, but you're already off. Pete couldn't wait to get off of this show. Coming up on the yeah, other I'll side. I'll the D-Train all day. BK was listening to Boston Sports Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you that you guys think I'm negative. The Patriots fans were way more negative than we are. It's the Drive. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio.